I want to talk with you this morning about uh, your personal prayer life. And, uh, and I actually like to begin very simply with just a prayer time, and we'll be doing that this, after, you know, this afternoon and tonight, sprinkling kind of prayer times throughout um, the, our, our uh, teaching times. And I don't think there's many better ways to uh, start talking about prayer by just praying quietly right where you are. So it's a little awkward, um, and it won't go on forever. Uh, but, but just take a few minutes in your seats to just pray quietly. And I'll be doing the same thing up front here. So let's just, and, and it's, if you're used to praying out loud, it's a little awkward, but it's probably better if you pray silently. And I'll actually just set my, my timer here so we don't go on forever. Um, uh, so uh, let's go to prayer. Amen. Now, for some of you, that might have been a, a really good time of prayer. And, and I, I would suspect for a lot of you. But, but I would uh, love to hear uh, what was difficult about that prayer time for you. So I'd like to go negative, okay? Uh, uh, so no, I, so just, just for a little bit, I don't want any positive comments about that prayer time, okay? <laughs> So what was hard for you about that prayer time? And let me just uh, pull in a, and I'm going to write your answers down here. Um, it, it, I, I found it helps um, discussions when we do that. What was hard for you about that prayer time? Just raise your hand and, yes. The silent praying. The silent praying. Okay, just hard to be silent. Be, 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 because you want to be talking out loud, yeah. Yeah, that, yes, that, that's very common. Yes? Uh, same for me, silence, but also I want to be moving around. You want to be moving. Okay, and again, that, that's all very, you know what I mean? That, so silent, uh, moving, or a, a, anything difficult. Yes? Okay, so, so far all the problems are the way I gave the assignment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, here, whoops, I hit the wrong thing there. So, uh, keeping on track. This is not a seminar on penmanship. That's a biggie for people. Yes? Going through a transition, going from you know, eating, worshiping, and then just going straight into uh, uh, being connected directly to God. Just, so it was just kind of abrupt. Yeah, transition. Okay, just the transition, um, uh, abrupt. Although it's interesting, you know, life doesn't come at us with music playing in the background, <laughs> you, you know? You know, when something ha happens difficult in your ministry or, you know what I mean? It just, it, it tends to be, most problems hit me abrupt. You know, it's that email, ugh, you know, that just, yeah. Well, anyway, yes? I was going to say, I, I tend to pray repentance, but I don't know really how. I don't know how to repent to somebody else. To God, I just say, you're the best thing, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
So, so you you go with sort of generic repentances, kind of like, right? Okay. So, just how you know, how do I repent? Uh, would would that be? Yeah, you know, it's it, 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 it's an interesting that just that dynamic of how do we relate to God as a person is just a little confusing, you know. Um, yes. Right. Okay. Good. Good. We we will talk a little about that um, um, later on. Uh, uh, yes. Honestly, enjoyed it, but uh, late night, early morning, just ate breakfast, only had one cup of coffee. I started kind of going to the sleepy place. So you did you actually fall asleep, Jason, or no. you were headed in that direction? I was thinking about dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, just felt a little sleepy. Uh, yeah, what what else? Yes. Um, so uh, when you said we started to pray, uh, it's kind of like um, I'm thinking about it, okay, what to pray because there's so much to pray for. So kind of like starting from like give, starting to give thanks, and then and then you come to one thing, and I'm not sure like okay, is this like God want me to pray? But I, I prayed it anyway. So so it's kind of interesting, but I. Say that last thing again. It's kind of like a natural way of going to like kind of getting personal and then because you, you did not give like specific instructions like what to pray for. Right. Okay. We're getting back to my fault. <laughs> okay. You guys are used to that, right? But it is. But what you said is so much, so much to pray for. Um, and, and you'll notice... And I don't think it's going to be true of all of you. So, but but it 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 is. We we there's a fair amount of confusion out there. Like, what does good praying look like? Does that make sense? Like, it's just it's it's a little vague. Like, we know what good driving looks like, or good basketball. You know, we we most of the sort of the rhythms of life, we have a sense of them. You know. But with prayer, it's kind of vague. Uh, a couple other people, yes? Other than the opposite of your fault was that I noticed how little I wanted to go into a time of prayer without your commandment to do so. So kind of that inertia um, was a big, a big deal. Um, so the beginning of my prayer was actually a, a repentance for my own desire not to go. Oh, that's good. Okay. So, not wanting to pray. Okay, good. I like things that are your fault, not my fault. <laughs> Yes. Just you, you felt anxiety within. Go, go ahead, unpack that. Okay, so you went from prayer to worry. Go good. Okay. <laughs> the the good was just the honesty. Okay, so just uh, so you went from prayer to anxiety, and again, it's a. 
your guy's problem, not my problem, which is a good direction. Yes? I didn't know how much time I had. I didn't know how much time I had. OK, my fault. Right, OK, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's really good. Like, you, not knowing the time. Uh, and I do that deliberately, you, you know, because I, we used to go, that was actually about five, uh, 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 four minutes. We used to go five minutes. I, I, I did it up at uh, Keller's Church in New York. And, uh, I mean, this is New York City. They were all a lot of executives. And five minutes, they were just, they were, tortured. I mean, it was just, I absolutely loved it. You know what I mean? It was just, they spent the whole time criticizing my leading of the prayer time. Anyway, so it's my fault that you can't pray? Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, other, uh, yes? My, my prayer times tended to turn into like planning for things. So I'd start praying about something and then that, I've got to make a plan now. To, and so okay. So you go from prayer to planning. I don't know if that's better than prayer to anxiety, but at least, yeah, anyway. Other, other things, what was hard for you? Yes? Too much on myself. Like that's what your your thought is about your own prayer time, right? And then you're wondering, am I praying right? You know, um, uh, and, and you'll notice that theme of just like what of both. And again, I, I do believe some of you really did have a. A, a good prayer time. I, I, I'm not belittling that, but uh, but there but there is this confusion that bubbles up in us. It's just like what makes good prayer, and and it's it's not like there's any one specific answer. But what I want to drill down is on some. Um, oh, you know, Chad, what it, what time is my ending time here? I um, I need to. Where where's eleven thirty? Oh, wonderful! This is great. Um, let me just give you some uh, very, um, let, I, I actually love to do this a little longer, uh, and, and, but I'll just make this as a statement. Um, I, I do think American culture and American character is one of the hardest places in the world to pray. Uh, it, it, uh, our busyness, um, our um, sort of the culture of noise, um, you know, something always going on, and uh, our just the 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 relative wealth within America, speed, kind of the speed of life. I, I take a, and I encourage pastors to do this to take a a, a, a separate from our staff prayer meetings, a, a two-hour time on Friday just to be quiet before the Lord, and uh, just. My Bible, my journal, and I, we use prayer cards, and, and I, so I have my work prayer cards, and uh, with my phone away from me, 
And it, uh, just that engine inside, you know, just, uh, it, it takes like almost an hour for that dynamo to slow, stop spinning, you know, because it's just, it's moving, um, working, planning, executing, problem solving, none of it bad, but it, 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 it misses hearing that still small voice. Um, so it's just a, a commercial that what, what we're up against in, in, in developing our own lives as praying leaders, um, it, 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 it's a mountain to climb. It, 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 it really takes a lot of work uh, in, in a good kind of way uh, to, to really develop a praying life. And I want to just throw a few ideas out to you here. Um, I'm actually, I'm sort of giving you highlights of a seminar that, that we have. And I just want to uh, uh, d just define the end goal of prayer. And again, this could be something that many of you guys experience. That, 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 that developing a prayer life is like a feast. And a feast is kind of, you know, that a formal biblical word. So I, I like to think of, uh, you know, dinner with good friends or, or family is, is really a joy. Like when um, uh, um, Facebook came out with Meta, I just couldn't stop laughing when I watched his video because he, he, uh, he I, I don't know if you saw the, the video that introduced it where he's talking about everything being virtual and, you know, um, what do we want? We don't want to live in a virtual world. We, I mean, what, what, the height of fun, in my opinion, as you mature, is being with people you love and enjoy over dinner together. I mean, it really is a great joy. Um, and, and that's how the Bible portrays our fellowship in, in a very real way. In, in fact, communion, you know, that we, we all know about, um, it, it is a sort of a miniature picture of that. And, and a, developing a prayer life is sort of in your own personal prayer life is like internalizing that feast. Uh, and, and this is the second, um, uh, like when we get together with our family, particularly our good friends, you don't think about conversation. You, in other words, so you, it's not actually thinking about prayer, but you're thinking about one another. Does that make sense? So prayer is simply the lens that you look through. It, 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 it is, it is um, like the, the, the book of Praying Life, it, it's a, <laughs> prayer is almost a cover for the book. It's really a book on how do you relate with your Heavenly Father? How do you communicate with Him? How do you, uh, how do you invite Him into your life? Uh, you know, what does it mean to be uh, led by the Spirit? What are the structures of how he relates? And the way I think of it is like prayer is like a windshield that you, like in a car, if you're learning how to drive, you can look at the windshield and see a lot of reflections in it. But if you look at those reflections, they'll, they'll crash all over the place. You look through the windshield uh, out at the world, and it's pr it's like prayer is like the windshield. It's like you look through it at your heavenly Father. 
It's just a, a very simple idea, but it's easy. And the other thing is that prayer is connected with every other part of the Christian life. Like you, you cannot, um, like you can't uh, love very well unless you're praying for the people you love. And you can't pray very well unless you're loving the people. Like prayer and love grow together. You, you don't learn prayer as an isolated discipline. Does that make sense? If you do, you're kind of creating a legal structure um, that, that uh, really won't have much power to it. So, so this little diagram here on it is that, that prayer is intimately connected with love. It's intimately connected with growing your faith. And likewise, intimately connected uh, with, with suffering. And the fourth little thing is that, is that learning to pray is begin to learn to be attentive to the story that God's weaving in your life. And I, I won't have too much time to develop that theme this morning. And that, that kind of leads us into that prayer is an adventure or a journey. And, and let me add a sixth little thing here is that um, uh, to... to um, to develop a personal life of prayer that has some depth to it. In other words, you're actually taking time, uh, a chunk of your time during the day, and you, you, you've kind of um, uh, slowed down your life uh, so that you're becoming, so prayer is taking a chunk of your time. It's actually cutting into your schedule. Uh, it, it's moving from a um, sort of a purely busy life to uh, uh, an integrated life um, might, might be one way of saying it. And, 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 and let me explain that. I was reading a book on prayer a number of years ago. By We had, had a lot of good insights in it, but... Um, I, I did not like this one comment that he had, which he said, if you um, have a busy life, you cannot develop a life of prayer. And I thought, that's stupid. I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, read the book of Mark. I mean, talk about a busy life. Jesus is just hammered. I mean, when he begins to go public with his miracles, he uh, crowd control is one of the biggest things the disciples, everybody wants at Jesus. I mean, I'd be there with my daughter and, you know, uh, I mean, it just, his, Mark really picks up more than any other gospel the pressure that Jesus feels. I mean, it, it, his, if he were on the earth physically, his cell phone would be ringing. And, um, and, and it's, it's sort of this old Gnostic it, the Gnosticism is this old Greek kind of mind that, that to, you know, that to become spiritual is to float above life. And there's this sort of this sense that to become a praying person is you sort of withdraw floating, you know, you know what I mean? It's just almost a disengage from life. And what, what a praying life does, and I'll, I'll get into that, is that, is that, is that something is that your quiet center, your soul gets quieter and your spirit get quieter at the center, which actually increases your capacity for love. 
so it's very counterintuitive. So it's not just like you need to be stopped being less busy. Um, you, you know, that's very counter to what we see in the in particularly in the person of Jesus. And uh, that that's kind of what I, I, I want to get into at this point is uh, let me actually go. Let me actually switch subjects a little bit. I need to find out where I did this. This, this is a sophisticated chart I wrote up on the plane. Um, if you were in a restaurant and overheard uh, someone say, a young man near you on a table, say, I, I don't do anything by myself. I, I, I just do what I see my dad doing. Uh, what would your concerns be about this young man? Let's again, let's go negative. That worked the first time. Um, so it, what, what would your concerns about this young man be if you overheard this? Um, yes? My thought would be, I hope he has a good father. Yeah, I hope he has a good father. That's very good. Hope he has a good dad. Remember, no context is the only thing. He's just with a bunch of friends. Yes, five years old, and and uh, which, which person? Uh, uh, what what does this sound like? Jesus. Well, it does sound like Jesus. You weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> no, that's fine. What I do is I love to. I mean, most people know that this is a quote from the Gospel of John. I probably should have changed a little bit, um, uh, but 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 I'm very thankful for your your comment on the on the five year old because this we would not be bothered if this was a five year old, but we would truly be bothered uh, if we saw that as a uh, a a twenty five year old, and what it is it's it, this is. And, and, and by the way, we, we have put Jesus, so John 5, 19, that, that's what this is. Uh, Jesus says, uh, I don't do anything uh, by myself. I just do what I see my father doing. I changed it to dad. I probably should change more of the words, but most people let me string it on a little bit. They play with me. But anyway, um, it, 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 we, when Jesus makes comments like this, we put him in a Jesus talks odd sometimes bucket. You know, he's the son of God, so he can get away with stuff. Um, and we don't, like, he's actually talking about how he does life. And he's doing life in fellowship with his heavenly father. And um, it, it just... Uh, just a couple of different windows on that. One of the high, very high modern values that, that's sort of universal within our culture is that, that you be comfortable in your own skin. And, and like someone who is uh, balanced or uh, I, I should write some of the modern words down. Uh, centered is another one. Um, balanced, um, but comfortable in your own skin is a good one. In, in, in other words, that 
you you are um, you, in all the weirdness of life. You you you're you're able to kind of keep your center. Jesus was not comfortable in his own skin. Uh, he was comfortable in fellowship with his heavenly Father. That's one, probably the principal reason why the cross terrified Jesus. Uh, because what was it like to be set? He did not know what it was like to do life aside from his heavenly father. And uh, uh, it just, I mean, let me give you a practical, a couple of practical examples of this in Jesus' life. Um, uh, one is Mark 1 tells a really lovely story uh, of Jesus' first day when he goes public with his miracles. So he's had his disciples for, we don't know, two, three years at this point. And uh, so this is the day where Jesus' miracles go, go public. And after this, he is the hottest thing in Galilee. And uh, since Elijah. Uh, and, and the day begins, uh, it's, a, it's a Sabbath, it's a Saturday, and they're in this, uh, the, this synagogue at Capernaum. And a demon-possessed man uh, shouts out, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebukes the demon, casts the demons out. And everybody kind of comes out of the synagogue talking about, wow, did you just see what happened? And I'm not changing Mark very much by, by saying this. But it's a Sabbath day. You know, word, uh, oh, oh, he goes to uh, Peter's house, which archaeologists are pretty sure they know where it is. It's like 150 feet from the, um, the synagogue. And uh, he heals Peter's mother-in-law. And she gets up and prepares the Sabbath meal. So this twin, you know, spreads, this news spreads throughout uh, Capernaum. And as sun goes down, when the Sabbath is over, on Saturday night, um, it's a very moving scene that Mark portrays that the whole town gathers at Jesus' door. And um, he heals far into the night. And um, the next morning, he gets up early before the sun um, rises and goes out to a desolate place and prays. The crowd has regathered at the door. The disciples don't know where Jesus is. He hasn't, he hasn't told anybody. They fan out, and they, and they finally find him, and they say, so he's probably been praying for a couple hours at least. And, he, um, and, and they said, you know, the crowd's regathered, and, uh, you know, why don't we, you know, and Jesus says, no, we are, we are going to go out to the cities and villages of Galilee. So that's the first day of the new Adam, uh, the, the evening and the morning. And it's, it's perfectly balanced between that time of, of, uh, of prayer and the time of ministry. And it just, uh, it, it's such a picture of, it's a physical picture of Jesus' dependence on his heavenly father. Like what you see, here, let me put together Luke and... John for a second. What you see here in John 5, 5.19, that's all through John, is kind of the, the, his internal reflections 
as he looks at his own heart. He, he cannot function separately from his heavenly father. And what you see in Luke is us looking at Jesus from the exterior. Does that make sense? So what you see in Luke is the rich prayer life of Jesus. But that's a function of this internal heart of not being able to do life on his own. And let me just, I mean, a couple examples of that is... Um, or a couple different ways of saying that, uh, Jesus obviously has a, has a separate sense of self from his heavenly Father. It's actually one of the most out- outstanding things about Jesus is his freedom. Like his sense of self is so strong, it leads to an incredible freedom uh, in the way he interacts with people. I think one of the most stunning examples uh, of Jesus' freedom is his first post-resurrection appearance with Mary Magdalene. I mean, here he's conquered death. Sorry, this stuff uh, touches me so deeply. He's conquered death. He, you know, he's broken. All funerals are going to end. He's, he's the fir- his body is the first piece of a new creation. I mean, just everything that's happened, I mean, what a weekend. Um, and, uh, and he stands there quietly while she's dialoguing with the angels. You know, it just, uh, that, that he doesn't, you, you know, he, he's not even pressured by his own good news to share it. He's just so attentive to people. Um, so he's got this incredible freedom from other people's pressures or in his own internal pressures, and yet he's so completely dependent on his heavenly Father. And the two are intimately related. His dependence on his Father gives him this incredible freedom in relationships. And it, it, it's to lo- love in sort of stereotyped ways, but and there's just... It's what makes so Jesus so hard to to box in in the Gospels, because he he never he 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 has such unique ways of relating to people that just you just like every funeral he's at he crashes, you know. I mean, just you know he he's just anyway. I'll try not to get too sidetracked uh, 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 sidetracked on that. So. Let me just uh, give you one example of what this looks like in my life. Um, God has blessed me with the gifts of um, starting and maturing uh, Christian uh, ministry organizations. So I worked in urban Christian schools in, in Philly, started a Christian school, and started a mission with my dad, and then see Jesus. So the idea is... It's kind of a joke among staff. The ideas, I get a lot of ideas, okay? And I'm good at executing the ideas. And, and so that they just, so what, you know, what it can be, what's it like to be with Paul Miller in the meeting when he, you know, when it's just Paul and his flesh? And it's a Christian flesh, okay? Um, it, I can be a pain in the neck. You know, I can interrupt people. Uh, I, I have I, just on my own, um, I, I, I can press into people's lives too quickly. 
I cannot ask questions. In other words, I, what I'm describing is the sins of a leader um, or, or typical sins of the leader. So I have to, um, I, have to pr I can't do a meeting on my own. Does that make sense? So when I'm in a meeting, I have to be praying. Uh, Paul Miller's flesh is too strong for the spirit of Jesus. I, I need to be crying out for grace. And sometimes it's not complicated. I'm just praying quietly, Jesus' name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Or um, help me to shut up. Or Lord, help me to be, you know, just praying scripture to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Lord, help me to incarnate. You know, I have to pray my way through a meeting. And often in conversation, I'll, I'll, my, I have these teaching gifts that Lord's given me, and I'll find my, all of our staff have seen me. We, we, we have um, three uh, hour-long prayer meetings a week with our staff. And um, they'll see me. It's actually, it, it, people have all, I, I, I asked people about it a couple years ago that, that I'll, I'll be, you know, so I get these wonderful sermonettes, okay? Do, does that ever happen to any of you? You know, it's just the spirit, you know, the ideas are flowing and you start leading out with a Sunday sermon, maybe just a little early. Um, and and I, I just, I can feel a sermon coming on. I've been going on for two minutes. And I just, I, I don't even try to end it. I just say, oh, okay, that's enough. You know, I, I just do an abrupt stop. Uh, because I can feel my flesh uh, wanting to dominate even with something really good. Uh, so I can't do a group, I, I can't do a staff meeting on my own. I can't do a prayer meeting on my own. And it, it, it's really what it is. It's the spirit of Jesus uh, helping me to get through the day. So that deep knowledge that, that I can't do life on my own. And, and you know, it's all through John. And let me, and what we're, let, let me actually give you a, another little window on this. Um, I'm actually just be, be talking about becoming a child. So when Jesus says, that you've got to become like a little child. He's inviting disciple, his disciples into his own childlike heart. And that theme of little children runs all through Jesus' ministry. Uh, and I, I wish I had more time to expand on that, but that's what, you know, that's why the, you know, that, it's the five-year-old that we don't, like, how do you combine that childlike heart with all the gifts that God's given you and the ministry opportunities and that, like, and, and that's the trick because as we grow and mature as believers, we tend to lose that childlike helplessness. Uh, and... It, it, and we become confident of our gifts. So we, the more you learn about Jesus, the more you need Jesus. Uh, be, because with that practical wisdom that you've learned, with the gifts you've learned, pride grows in, the dark, in, 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 in that. And you lose that, I can't do life on my own. You lose that childlike spirit. And you can preach on it and then go home and just lose it completely. 
you know, in terms of that child, and, and you all know that. So I just want to reflect with you a little bit. I have all these notes here on how to become like a little child. Um, but I, I, I want to just, ref, uh, for instance, here, here's one of the examples. When at, at Gethsemane, here, I'll make this a little bigger here. I mean, this is Jesus, Abba Father, um, uh, so we know that phrase, Abba Father, because Jesus' disciples were so stunned by him praying that intimately with his father that they, when they, Paul makes two references to it, one in Romans and one in Galatians, Galatians 3 and Romans 8. Uh, he repeats Jesus' language of saying, Abba, Father. In, in other words, it crossed the language barrier. Uh, and, and so we all know the word. So every translation around the world keeps Abba, Father, because it so stunned them. It was just a, that intimate praying as a child with his father. Um, so what, what are little children um, like? Um, how do they ask? And here, I'm just showing you some of my notes here from this here. Um, a little child is not afraid to begin with themselves. You know, when we go into prayer, we begin to edit ourselves. And that came through a lot. You know, we, are, we actually, it, it, here, let me just use a, a, a an, it's almost like we try to create this spiritual avatar that is not us which is a praying person, and you try to get that person to pray, and he doesn't pray very well, so you feel guilty and give up. Does that make sense? So, um, in other words, we try to create a spiritual self that doesn't exist. And we try to discipline that spiritual self and give him methods, and and there's nothing wrong with methods and systems, but to to actually... um, (laughs) Little kids don't create a second self. You know what I mean? They just come purely with what's on their mind. And it's completely self-absorbed, right? I mean, they're just, they are thinking about, you know, you just, as a parent with a three-year-old, you have a heart attack if, if they, hey, mom, how are you feeling today? Am I pressuring you too much? I mean, we'd have to resuscitate you, right? I mean, it's just... Anyway, um, the little children don't get frozen. They just come with what's on their heart. And it, it just, I mean, there's so many ways of looking at this. Like I, I have found just meditating on John 14, 15, and 16, where Jesus says a bunch of times, ask anything in my name, um, uh, and I'll do it for you. I, I, I showed the, the, those, some of that scripture uh, at a recent seminar I did maybe a month ago, and, and I, I said, just react to this text. This is a pretty good evangel- you know, boilerplate evangelical church. No one liked it. Now, that, that would be... By that, I mean, the, their, their comments were, uh, you know, Jesus isn't really promising everything, you know, you really need to be careful that that's balanced because people can use that selfishly. Of course that's true. You know what I mean? 
uh, James balances out. But I said, what would a little child do with this text? And they would ask, you know, they, 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 my, our, our daughter Kim, who's got some pretty significant disabilities in school, they had a virtual trip to Disney that they made. And the, and then at the end, and they, the teacher said it's virtual, you know, and they were just planning it. And at the end of that, the class was very upset with the teacher that they weren't going to Disney. You know what I mean? That, it's just that sweet childlike spirit. And you know, when, when we hear the gospel, we know that you aren't supposed to come fixed up, right? Just as I am, uh, you know, that, that, you know that, that we, in fact, if you try to fix yourself up, you, you, it won't work, you know, that, that you've got to come just as you are. So what, so that every, all the anxieties, the worries, the fears, even the lusts, you know, just bringing those to God as you are. So where, so what it is, it's the real you meeting the real God. And that, the real you prays really well. Um, And I would just say, don't, we're going to have a prayer time in a few minutes, another one. And and I I just want you to go to God with your troubles. I mean, Jesus doesn't say, come to me, all you who have learned how to concentrate in prayer and know how to have the right instructions in prayer and can be focused and I will give you rest. I mean, we all know that. Come to me weary and heavy laden. That's why poor people play, pray better than rich people. Um, um, because they know they're weary. You know, when, when you don't have much money, your, your life is very tight. You, you don't have a lot of choices, you know. And so what, what, what I want to do is I, I just wanted you to take a time now where you pray like a little child, pray with what's on your heart, where you just come to God as you are. If there's any, uh, oh, one of my favorite stories with this is just when our, when Kim um, was three, uh, she took her first step. And we didn't know if she would, she would walk. And uh, she went from my arms to her great-grandmother's arms. So it was like, Technically, you have to go two steps to be airborne, you know. And, you know, we didn't say when this happened, Kim, you know, you're two years late. Uh, we got a lot of things ahead of us, uh, you know, long distance walking. Uh, you know, it was just, I mean, here's Kim. She's, she's barely able to walk. And, you know, the house cameras came out. And, you know, we were celebrating what all her weakness we were celebrating. And why would you think heaven would be any different when you come as you are? When I was mentoring a a few guys, a couple of guys, um, I guess starting 10 years ago, did it for five years, and I just, with with who were really struggling with uh, sexual temptation. And we met every week and 
what, what I led them through a prayer path. So the first thing I, 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 I really worked at was getting them to, to, and we would start all our meetings with that, with just a time of confession, where, where you, be, uh, you know, where you learn to just, you know, First John 1, you know, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive your sins. Just the basics of conquering uh, any evil is that open, outward, simple, uncomplicated confession. And then by the next stage was to get them to pray in the sin itself. Um, and, you, you know, that was really hard for them. But it began to break the power of the sin. Um, and then... Uh, then and then the third stage was then getting them to mature so that they were beginning to pray through their whole life so they weren't just you know going to the gym and working out their right arm you know but but their whole life became a life of prayer and a life of love and until they really moved to that third stage they really couldn't conquer that um, the, the the power of the sexual lust so it's just like being, bringing God into every part of your life. And even if, if that, if, if sexual temptation is something that has really gripped you, that just laying, your, you know, laying that before God, I'm sure you have before, but um, it, it just, anyway, it just, it, it's where you, that progression is where you break the back of uh, the power of sexual temptation. Yes? Yeah, if they were looking at pornography, uh, to pr start praying as they're looking at the pornography. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. Right. So just it, it, so what we're talking about is just bringing bringing our heavenly Father into all of our life. You know. Uh, well, I told them to. They were like, what? Right, that's right. That's right. So um, it was actually my son and a, a good friend, and, and both, both either had been or, or uh, were, were pastors. So which made it all that much more of a bigger, because you have more to, to protect, you know, or the, the shame is higher, you know. So, yeah, I just, and, and again, it, it's kind of like, like this, I don't do anything. I prayed for those guys every day, and it was, we, we, we really took it slow, but uh, three years into it, I, I, just, I should have done a, a, a real. I realized they weren't praying about this in any regular way in their life. And, um, and of course, they were both smart aleck, like half of you. Uh, they said, well, why, well why, do, why, do I need, why do we need to pray if you're praying for us? Just a couple idiots. And uh, so... I yelled at them, and we were laughing about it. 
And so I said, okay, look, all right, guys, just five minutes a day, okay? Let's just start, let's just set a real low bar, you know? Next week, how'd it go? Oh. That's, oh, that's really hard to do, you know? I said, okay, let's go one minute. Can you pray for 60 seconds? Anyway, we, they, they now both, are, God has really given them rich prayer lives, and they're both mentoring groups of, of, of young men. Uh, so it's just neat to, particularly with, with sexual temptation. But I'm distracting myself. Let's just take five minutes, uh, or, or let me just, add, before we do that, any other questions or comments on this before we go to a time of prayer? Well, what I'd like to do is the same thing and, and just um, be like a little child. So if your mind's wandering to something, pray about that. It's wandering for a reason. You know, don't, um, I, there is a time and place to organize your prayer life. But just to be like a little child is, is a great way to begin. So I'll be doing the same thing up here. So let's go to a quiet time of prayer. Amen. So it, it might have been the same for, for you, but if, if this was different for you, how was this prayer time different? Yes. Was your own prayer time a little bit like that? The way you just took us through a piece of your life? Better now. Yeah, that's great. So it, it's a, if I could summarize it, sort of a vision of what you're thinking about is a vision of returning to be like a little child, not just in your prayer, but in your whole life. Yeah, that's really good. So uh, a vision of childlikeness. 
uh, for life. Other, so what was that prayer time like for you? Yes. That really dates you, by the way. <laughs> so, um, Keep going. I just was saying that illustration was super helpful in thinking like, well, prayer just, it already is, and this is just silent prayer. Um, and then how did that affect your actual praying, your prayer time? It, it, just like I've been in the car with somebody else, like, you know, when you're in the car, uh, you, conversation stops and starts and stops and starts, and it never feels like you have to do something really awkward to begin it again um, with, with a good friend. And so that's sort of how it felt. Um, just like, oh, now it's time to focus a little bit more on that conversation. Yeah, good. That's great. Other, other yes? So with the childlike thing again, I, I actually had, a, uh, I kept seeing a picture in my mind of my son when I picked him up in school, just a four-year-old, in the, the face of joy that, that he gets, and in the face of joy Sure. I'm an imperfect dad, and so just when he tells me about his day, he could just like just uh, and then oh about this thing, and then yeah, kind of like this. Uh, I try to approach my time talking to God the way my son talks to me. And it felt like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's really neat. Yeah, yeah, like my uh, my four year old, um, uh, uh, come you know at end of school. That's neat. Other other comments. Uh, what was that that second? How was that second time of prayer different than the first time? Yes. Um, it allowed me to be more vulnerable, to open myself up and not be so stuck on everything that I have going on at this moment. And so it just allowed me to open up my space and to realize that it's not about my <coughs> physical self. It's more about my yeah. That's really neat. That's a great way to put it. Other, yes? Um, entering in with the childlike mindset, I found that throughout praying, I had a lot more compassion and grace for myself because I, when I, when I think about it, you know, I'm a harshest critic. I'm a bully to myself if I really think about yeah. it, but not that sweet little boy. And I pictured how I would run up and jump into my dad's lap. Happy, sad, mad, doesn't matter. That was the place to be. Yeah. I pictured clinging to his leg. Yeah. And so from there, from those, from that imagery, then I was able to draw from, okay, what is it right now that makes me want to do that? Mm -hmm. And how much, and then I think of the scripture, you know, you who, you fathers who are evil know how to give good gifts. How much more does your father in heaven, right? And then that kind of imagery, that really helped me. Yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. One more comment. So all the way in the back. Yep. <laughs> this is great. Oh, that's really neat. So going from fixing plumbing um, 
to God as lover. That's really wonderful. And the neat thing is he, you can do both. Uh, let, let me just actually make a few uh, concluding quick remarks here. Uh, one is that uh, this is actually sort of a tight synopsis of our Praying Life seminar that See Jesus does. And I, I want to show you a couple of things that, uh, if I can find them. Um, uh, where are we here? Um, what, one of the things that we do, and, and you'll be familiar with this if you've read the book A Praying Life. So I use, on, on the organized, for those of you who are legalists and feel funny about all this childlike praying stuff, so this will help you relax. Um, we're going to bring legalism. But I, I, I um, at, the, at, at a, one of the lowest points of my life, the Lord led me to this simple method that other people have used too, of using prayer cards. And what they do is they allow you to track the story of what you're doing. And so you can see this prayer card. I started it uh, in uh, September um, uh, 2010. And it had been something I'd been working on for, at that point, 20 years. <laughs> you know, I should really pray about this a little more consistently. And um, uh, so I, I, we, one of our, our ministry is three ways of looking at Jesus that we that we are a discipling ministry very very focused on the person of Jesus. You saw that leak out in what I uh, we're focused on the person of Jesus. What we call the path of Jesus, which is the J curve, dying and rising, and the third one is the spirit of Jesus, which is this seminar here. And this person of Jesus has been our hardest, most difficult ministry to get the church to pay attention to. So here, I, I just want you to show how I organize. I, just a little glimpse of organizing my work. So this is a, a work prayer card. I actually decided to bring it home and started to pray it daily. So you'll notice the thumbprints here. Uh, so I, I've touched this prayer card, well, 12 times 365, you know, 5,000 times. I, I, I've prayed this prayer. And it's just, I just... Pray this from, from John. If I be lifted up, I will draw him into myself. The church would see Jesus as a person. And there's a movement where Jesus becomes a passion. And I, I've, I've, I show this to our staff. We have about 25 of us that are on our Zoom prayer calls average. We have our prayer meetings. And I, I, I like if you pray for something faithfully enough, long enough, then God begins to answer your prayer outside of your world even. You know, and his ways are not our ways, some great prophet said. And they're certainly higher than our ways. And like I, I think, I told our staff, like we, this has been our most frustrating area of ministry because getting hard, but look at what God's done with the movie The Chosen that it's really helping the church pay attention. So maybe our person of Jesus ministry will always remain hidden and never really impact the church. And maybe God will use other ministries to do that. So you're, you're, you're praying so big on, on the kingdom that, that you begin to get this eye for just the immensity of what God is doing. 
Let me show you one more prayer card here. Um, and um, here, uh, I mean, I'm going to do that one. Um, these are, um, you know, this is just praying. I started this prayer card, golly, 15 years ago, praying for our prayer life ministry that, that God would, uh, I want to get another one here. Um, APC leaders. Um, maybe that's just, no, that's just pray, praying for pastors there. In other words, pretty much every area of our ministry, I go to prayer on it. You know, here's just, you know, I'm just, Lord, how do we do seminar leaders? One of my, my favorite cards I wrote up before, I know I have it here somewhere. Um, um, oh, here's, here's a prayer card I wrote up one day when I was upset with my wife. Um, you can see it's a... <laughs> so, I, so just, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm praying for all the ways I'm thankful for her. Uh, so every day, I finally divided it up into different days of the week. So I have, uh, so this is Wednesday. So here, here I, I'm thankful for those things. Uh, so I, anyway, it actually goes over onto the back. I have so many things. It helped. Um, um, I, um, th this, oh, this is the one I wanted to show you. So this, um, I wrote this when we had two full-time staff and nothing much was going I just, I, I, I just pray that God would create this a movement of prayer that teaches the church to pray. Uh, and God, we are one of many movements. We're not the only one. You know, I'm not claiming the high ground. Uh, but it just, um, God's doing everything on this card. And I did it when I had nothing. I mean, we prayed best down at the bottom. You know, when we have nothing is when you see the world clearest. Um, that you, because you're, you're so clear that you can't do anything on your own. Uh, so, ha ha so when you don't have any human resources, that's when you get poverty of spirit. And again, that's why poor people in poorer countries pray so well, because they, they can't do it on their own. So they are our teachers and showing us how to pray. So it's a gift when God brings us into some kind of poverty, whether it's a poverty of ministry, a poverty of weakness. It's where his, it's, it's the launching pad of the spirit of Jesus. Let me close in prayer.